Hello and welcome to the first audio version of Cheap Ass Gamers 4Play, where we cover all the new releases. And I am your host, Shipwreck, and with me is my co-host... Mrs. Shipwreck. Yes. And uh, today we're going to uh, go through several games that are coming out this week, but we're going to first start it off with uh, some of the feedback and some of the games from last week that we covered. Uh, first of all is the Halo 2 Vista. Um, that apparently got pushed back to the official release date of June 8th, um, but it, some CAGs have been reporting getting it at Circuit City for around uh, $40, and it's speculated that the reason that got pushed back was because of the uh, whole mooning incident with the error message that uh, some uh, programmer at Bungie decided to include. And we also, uh, a lot of people were chiming in on the forum about the Marvel trading card game um, and the whole versus system, which is entirely too complex for me. Uh, but uh, they were basically saying that the DS version was the inferior version and to go with the PSP version if uh, that was your thing. Um, and there's a lot of good feedback on the forums if you want to buy that game or if you're planning on buying that game, so check that out. So that's a game that neither Ship or I know much about. Although, according to Cheapy and Wombat, it's a pretty fun game, so maybe we should play it. Uh, we'll leave that maybe to Maybe I should play it. Maybe you should play it. <laughs> okay, uh, well, getting on to what we actually did play this last week, um, I picked up Etrian Odyssey, uh, which we covered a couple weeks ago, and uh, that's basically a old-school RPG the of the Ultima vein, where you're a uh, first-person character walking through uh, a dungeon. In this case, it's a forest-type dungeon. And it's a little bit uh, different than most RPGs, where you're not really trying to save the world or rescue a princess or anything of that type. You're just strictly out for um, exploring and fortune and fame. And I, I like it. Um, it's your typical turn-based battles. You've got five uh, characters in your party with, uh, you can choose from seven uh, different character classes to start with. And uh, you just pick your spells, you level up your characters, you go through and uh, battle the standard rats and wolves and that type of thing. Um, the only thing that might turn some people off is there's a lot of... Uh, Repetition, you're battling the same things over over again, and the only place you can save is back in the town. So you have to either uh, buy a warp item to warp you back to the town so you can save, or retrace all your steps. Um, it does have a pretty neat map system where you actually do your own uh, cartography on it with the stylus, and you can point out where you found treasures or where there's enemies and doors and that type of thing. So that adds a nice element to the game. Um, it is, uh, it's not a very difficult game, but it's going to take you a long time. I'm probably about eight hours into it, and I think I'm on the fifth level. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, next up, I think Miss Ship's going to talk about Innocent Life. Yeah, this was the futuristic Harvest Moon game that was released for the PSP. It's not a pure purist's Harvest Moon game. If you are strictly in the mood for the typical Harvest Moon that we saw on the DS or um, any of the other systems, this game might not be for you. I like it a lot. 
but the things that I like about it are also the things that some people hate about it. There's not as much monotony in the game, so instead of having to get up every morning and feed every animal that you own, and you still have to like do the interaction with your animals, but you're not responsible for feeding them. Early on in the game, you get a robot that helps you take care of all your crops, so if the idea of watering everything is really obnoxious, I don't know, I, I think it eliminates all the monotony, but some people really like the monotony. Um, but the other big thing with this game is that it's got more of a storyline. The goal is not to get married and have a kid, like it is in all the other Harvest Moon games. It's to save the world. You're a robot, and you're created because there are no more pure human souls left in the world. And by farming and by hand, instead of using... The mass market farming like everyone else does, you supposedly save the, save the world. But because there's more of a plot line, you also, the game advances on its own. Because I ran into the problem with the other Harvest Moons, that if I didn't play it every day, it would take me like forever, and by the time I got done, I was sick of it. And this one actually has a storyline that progresses. The world's also a lot bigger, so that's much cooler, because it's not just the town and your farm. You actually have part of like the world to explore, so... I like it. I like it better. Now, are you still doing all the mining yeah. type stuff? Yeah, mining is the... still a big part. But um, by mining, you find gems that you can unlock parts of your field. So by mining, you can actually forward your farm along. So that's kind of different, too. Now, I know you played a lot of the DS version, too. Which one do you prefer? Or I guess it was an Instant Life. It was a normal Harvest Moon for DS. But which... Which game would you recommend? I don't know. I guess it depends on if you're a purist with the Harvest Moons or, or not. I mean, I liked most of the Harvest Moons, but there have also been Harvest Moon titles that I hated. I loved Musical Melodies, but I hated the one on the... What was that the one on the GameCube? You, you didn't like Wonderful another, Life? Yeah, you didn't like Wonderful Life. So, you know, I don't know. If you're... If you like that style of game, I would play it. I mean, it was, it was worth it. The only thing that people are going to have trouble with now is finding it, because... Our GameStop only got one in, and that was the copy that I pre-ordered. So, you know, it might not be a game that you're going to find in your brick-and-mortar stores. You might have to order it online. All which, right. you know, you might want to wait until the price drops. I'm sure it will. Or it might get ungodly expensive if no one bought it. Who knows? Well, that kind of leads into our next game, definitely. Uh, took me five stores to find this game. Uh, this is Odin Sphere, the new Atlas game for the PlayStation 2. Um, this one, uh, is definitely a different type of game and has a lot of uh, potential to be really rare in the future and sought after. Uh, I've only got about an hour and a half into this, maybe, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, but it's a 2D action RPG game where, uh, there's five playable characters. I'm still on the first character, which is, uh a Valkyrie type character and you have your your standard button mashing where you're just hitting uh, the X button or the square button I don't remember which one it is over and over again uh, and you can do like three point combos or four hit combos that type of thing and you do this uh, the way the maps are set up is in a circular ring type of fashion and you're w walking left or right but as you're walking left or right you can see where you you are on the map uh, by a dot on the circle, and it shows you where the exits and that type of thing are. The, it's really hard to explain, because I mean, I've seen it and watched yeah. you play. 
Right. It, and, it, I mean, it's it's a definitely a new innovative map system, but yeah, it's it can different. get get confusing. Uh, remembering where you've been and where you haven't. It been. It reminded me of that racing game that you played that had the maps where you could. Oh, you burnout! Yeah, burnout. Okay. Yeah, it's somewhat like the burnout series um, in the map. I guess the overall map, not the circular. Where type you thing, don't but. have to. You have options when you beat a, a level. You can. Right, that's a good point. You can you can look at the main map and it'll show you stars that indicate how hard the uh, the next area is. So you can pick which area you want to take on, and there's bosses and that type of thing. And there's kind of this neat. Uh, system where these orbs pop out of the enemies. Uh, we've seen that all before, like an Anamushu, and just about every game has orbs that pop out to power up your character. Uh, but you can plant these seeds for that uh, grow plants that also absorb these uh, orbs that can give you power-ups, and it's kind of a uh, strategic thing whether you want the plants to get the orbs or whether you want to power up yourself with the orbs. Uh, what happens if the plants get the orbs? Well, it can pop out items, oh, okay. uh, so like, to refill you, your health. You can uh, kind of transform your like orbs there's, into There's a things. plant that grows sheep that you can then eat the sheep to replenish your health. Huh. And, uh... Mm, that's an interesting twist on the food chain. Yes, it's it's kind of a, a deep uh, system there within the, the hack and slash that, uh... It, I'm sure it gets a lot deeper than what I, I am right now. So deeper I, I, than the plants that grow sheep. Well, I haven't even gotten to the plants that grow sheep yet. I I got to a plant. It just grew some berries of some sort oh, that so refilled that's a little normal. bit. Yeah, plants I, that grow sheep grow sheep or... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward that. to the sheep. Okay. Uh, but the graphics in this game uh, are probably the biggest selling point for a lot of people. Uh, it's all hand drawn, two D sprites, and they're really huge on the screen. Um, it's really impressive. Uh, the only thing is there's some slowdown that accompanies that, but if you're actually looking for this type of game in the first place, you're going to be able to look over that pretty easy. Um, let's see, what else did we play this week? Uh, beta. Well, yeah, same played... thing that every, everyone's been playing this Yes, week. yes. And we're actually going to try to get Miss Shipwreck on there some. We'll uh, see. She might be about Wombat's level, we'll see. Um, that, that could end very badly. Yes. Uh, and... We finished Super Paper Mario. Right. Which is not a new release, but we did finally finish it. And incidentally, I'm having more fun now that the storyline is done. Running around trying to find all the bonuses. Right. I, I We kind of forced our way through the story, and then I was done with it, and then she, you probably put in another six hours into probably. the game. Probably. And I, you know, I don't know. It was a disappointing Paper Mario game. I'll, you know, I'll just leave it at that. I just don't think it was as good as the last two Paper Marios that we've played. I would agree with that. I don't remember. I mean, in going back, you have the option to play any all the worlds that you went through, and there's only like two worlds that I actually want to go back to. The rest of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that one sucked. Or, right, you play really the boring. first the first world over and over again to get coins, and then yeah, mm-hmm. the the cloud world. The cloud world's good and. Pretty much any of the traditional Mario worlds, but the one where you're in space, where it's kind of like you're swimming and you get lost because it all looks the same. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure it took them hours to create that world because it's a black screen. I yes, mean, yeah. and You just feel a little gypped. But that's what we've been playing <laughs> for okay. the most part. 
I would agree with that. That pretty much wraps up everything we've played here recently. And there really weren't any more comments on the on the thread about anybody playing any of the other games that came out that last week. A couple people were glad that they didn't buy Dawn of Mana. Right. So. Right, because that one's supposedly terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, but let's uh, let's get into the week. yeah. Let's get into the new releases for this week. Um, how we split these up is pretty much I <laughs> gather the list together and then uh, we kind of pick out the ones that we're most likely to play and, and go with that, and then the rest of them just kind of whichever one of us doesn't hate the game most writes yeah. it up. Because sometimes that's that's really how you decide. Okay. Uh, the first game up is Adelaide Iris 3, Grand Phantasm, and, or you, you might pronounce it as Atelier Iris 3, if uh, you're not up on your French lessons there. Uh, this is Which a, Shipwreck is not up on his French lessons. I looked it up on Wikipedia and Dictionary right before this, actually. His mother is fluent in French. He is not. Let's just put it that way. Yes, Atelier is a workshop of some sorts, apparently. So this game came out for the PS2. Right. It's coming out, right? It's, yes, it's this week. Uh, $40 game. It's the third in the uh, RPG series put out by NIS. Uh, it's very similar to the other two that have been put out. It's an alchemy-based, turn, uh, turn-based RPG. And you have uh, these little fairies that are called mana. And they... Uh, you go around, you collect elements, and then you craft these elements into uh, items that you can use during the battles. So you can make like frost spells and and uh, just items that replenish your health, that type of thing. Uh, this one has two main characters. They're trying to put together eight pieces of a book to save the world. Um, there's always eight. Anytime yeah, so the world it's... needs saving, there's eight pieces. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's either you're into the series or you're not. Uh, I played a little bit of the first one, um, and after playing something like uh, like Odin Sphere and the, and the graphics that are in that are so good, and then you come back to this uh, Adelaide Iris, and they just don't look as nice. This didn't. It didn't look. They're they're more reminiscent of. A little bit better than what you'd see on the the PS one. Uh, uh, it did. It looked like a PS one game. It right. Like it's colorful. Board. It's colorful. It's it's your anime style, uh, and it's it's all from an isometric view. So I'm not sure if this in this one you can rotate the camera or not. But in in the first one you couldn't rotate the camera, and it made the jumping hard. It's kind of like the old PS one game Alundra, in the jumping where it was very hard to line up the jumping. Uh, it's it's got a lot of cute dialogue and and the voices the voice acting is kind of over the top and and grating. Yeah, that was I yeah. It was a little it, yeah. It was really odd. I mean, it was like I I don't know. The voice acting was distracting to me. Yeah, it was all very boisterous and like really strange accents. Everybody has overdefined accents. Uh, as far as the best deal we could find for this game. Is uh, EB GameStop's offering a free art book with it? It's still your your standard uh, MSRP of forty dollars, but that, that's the best you can do right now. Uh, in the past, these games have dropped 
somewhat quickly to the $30 range. So if you feel like waiting it out, I guess go for that. Uh, next up, we have for the PSP, uh, Crush, the new game from Sega. And there's been a lot of buzz about this game. It's a new 2D, 3D platform uh, puzzle game. Uh, sounds a lot like uh, what Super Mario or Super Paper Mario did, but it's a little bit more in depth. You're not just using the uh, the 2D, 3D switch to get behind uh, things in the foreground like you did in Mario. Uh, this one more about you can you can uh, switch the from 2D to 3D in different angles, and that helps you get through the mazes. The story. Uh, the main character is this boy named Danny who has insomnia and you have to go inside D Danny's head with this machine called Crush uh, which is where the, the name of the game comes from and you're in his, in inside his head gathering the marbles uh, that he's lost um, yeah it's a very cute play on words there uh, and you can also find trophies in the game by, by switching it. I, I don't know. that There's something about this game that I should like, because I like puzzle games, and I like these little platform games like Exit, that type of thing. But the the art style in this game just is very unappealing to me. It's a, it's a lot of fluorescent colors. It looks There's four different themed worlds, and there's 40-something levels. Uh, but all of them kind of look similar to me. They all have these bright disco uh, fluorescent green and pinks. And it just seems like a game that's not going to sell very well to me. Um, so Danny was on drugs when they made this game? It could be. It's It's got a very psychedelic feel to it. And I don't know. There's just something about that art style. It, it just doesn't appeal it's to distracting. me. distracting. It just doesn't make me want to play it. All the, the 3D puzzle games... Uh, like, there was another recent one for the PSP where it's not Mercury, but Mercury wasn't great either. It's the same type of thing where it's in 3D, but I can't think of the name of it right now. But it's the same type of thing where when it's in 3D, it just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, Fair enough. This game is $30 regularly priced, and there's not really that great of a deal on it. Amazon saved you a buck at $28.99. Um, next up is big release this week, uh, Forza Motorsport 2. For the 360. A lot of people have been looking forward to this game. Right. Um, I'm not a big racing fan, simply because, kind of like Wombat, I think I've gotten into it too late, and I just don't like getting my uh, butt kicked every time I race. Which is pretty much a guarantee. Right. Um, <laughs> I played the first one on the original Xbox a little bit, and the main draw to this, uh, well, it's it's a highly detailed simulation, and the graphics are nice, Uh I don't know if they blow me away or anything, but they're decent. And it's all about the how the level you can customize your cars. You can go into the livery editor and uh, design your different paint schemes. And some people are really amazing at this. I well, and people should you know point out that if you're new to the Forza franchise and you played the demo, as Chibi and Wombat pointed out on the last CADcast, the demo gives you none of this. It doesn't give you any of the customization. So all this, the really awesome things about Forza, you really need to try the game. If you haven't, you know, rent the game, don't play the demo, because it's not going to give you a good idea of what you're buying. Right. Um, what My idea from 
since Microsoft's obviously listening to this CAGcast, or not CAGcast, but our CAG foreplay cast, uh, is that the demo should have had delivery editor. I mean, if we could have spent all this time, these two or three weeks that it's been out, designing our paint jobs and then being able to import those into the full game, it would have made people want to go buy the full game. As it is now, uh, $60, I'm just not buying it. I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, are going to get it, but I, it, it's just not my thing. Um, so the next thing... Well, we got to do the deals first for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the deals for it, Amazon has a, has it for about $55 shipped, and that includes the free code for the Nissan uh, Fairlady Z co uh, car that you get for pre-ordering. Uh, I'm sure those codes will still be available on Amazon for a while, so there, I don't think there's a huge rush to get go out there and pre-order it. Um, Circuit City also has their weekly... Uh, Wednesday new release deal where if they don't have this game by 2 p.m. on Wednesday, you get a $20 guest certificate. Uh, your chances of that are probably pretty low. Microsoft published games tend to get to the stores early and then are street dated. So uh, they probably have had these for a while. Um, okay, on to the next game, Legend of the Dragon for the PSP. I think this has been on CAG 4 play for probably months now as of being a possible release. Maybe it'll come out this week. Uh, maybe it won't. It's it's based on a cartoon. You do a lot of martial arts. I I really don't care. It's thirty dollars and there's no deals for it. So, yeah. Um, the next game I have to talk about is Mario Party Eight, uh, which is probably the biggest release on the Wii this week. Um, it's, it's the biggest release it, on the Wii this yeah. week. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a Mario Party game, so there's not a lot of guessing as to what type of game it is. There's, this is the first Mario Party game that the Wii has, that's been released on the Wii, so you've got the Wiimote to add into that. Um, we saw a little bit of Mario Party 7 changing it up with the microphone. You've got similar things. Um, it's, it's a mini-game compilation, so... We haven't no. seen enough of those on the Wii, have we? No. I mean, that's the biggest thing, is that all the games that are targeted for the Wii that that are really fun and different than anything else are going to be these mini-game compilations. We've already had um, WarioWare, you've got Wii Sports, you've got Super Monkey Ball, you've got Raymond Rabbids, you've got Cooking Mama. I mean, it's the same thing with the DS. You, The stylus and the Wii Mode are going to lend itself to these compilation games, and so you just got to pick the ones that you want to spend your money on. Most people that like Mario Party will have no problems with the newest Mario Party. You've got two new playable characters with uh, the Hammer Brother and Blooper, the giant squid guy from uh, the original Mario. I might like the Hammer Brother. I'm usually a Yoshi guy. Yeah. I think I might play as the Hammer Brother. It doesn't matter who you play with because you always kick my butt, which is not in Not in 7. We've been playing 7 recently. Yeah, but that's only because it's got the whole variable bonus star thing. And so you don't always guarantee getting yourself a star by winning every mini game that we play. And that might be better with the whole Wiimote because I think the Wiimote's going to level a chance the, the playing field. Of, of winning so. some of this stuff. But um you're going to see the same movements that you see with the Wiimote. You're going to be using it as a hammer. You're going to be tossing it around. and. I bet there's going to be some balloon pumping. Balloon pumping, yeah, that, that'll that be... 
<laughs> moon pumping, which could also double as, you know, setting off explosives, which is probably the same thing as, you know, canoeing at some point. I mean, it's all the same movements that you're going to do. So, you know, are you going to get sick of mini games? Or are you going to spend spend the money? Um, there's a good game trailer at GameTrailers.com if you want to look at some of the mini games that have been released. There's about eight of them that, that they've released footage on. But it's the same kind of stuff. So Now, there are actually some good deals on it this week, though. Yeah. You got, uh, if you have a Fry's nearby, they have it for $38.99. And uh, Circuit City is also having it for $40. Uh, plus, they have that same deal on Wednesday where if they don't have it uh, by Wednesday at 2, you get a $20 gift certificate. So essentially, you could be getting Mario Party 8 for $20. And I will be at Circuit City at 2 o'clock on Wednesday to make sure they don't, they don't have it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we're Mario Party fans, so if you're into the franchise, you're going to love this game. If you're not into the franchise, on this is game number eight. If you haven't had any reason to buy games one through seven, I don't know that there's going to be anything special about this game to make you want to buy. Well, I think a big Mario part Party of it eight. is whether you have somebody who's you're going to want to play with. I'm, I think there's if no you have online a, play, so right, which is disappointing. Either you've got, you know. Either you're 10 and you've got summer vacation coming up and you can spend the next three months playing with your friends, or you're like us that you, you want to play, play with play your every night. significant other, or if you're a family and you have small kids, that's that's it. You're not going to want to play this in single player. No, it's no. All right, let's not hit, a let's single player this, game. Let's hit this next big release you have here. Okay, the next big release I have is Pony Friends for the DS. It's you know it it's got. If you're into customization and you don't want to customize your Forza car, you can customize your pony. It comes with seven ponies, but you can customize it down to the rainbow saddle and the rainbow colored tail and make it all beautiful. Um, other than that, it's a virtual pet game. It's the DS needs, needs a virtual yeah, pet it's, game. It's Nintendo Dogs with Horses. I haven't had to um, review enough of the, or preview enough of those virtual pet games. None of that. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you pretty much clean up after them, feed them. you got to pick out their hooves. Do I get to ride them? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. It's it's all, you know. How would this compare to Barbie's horse adventures? It's probably not worth as much on eBay. I'm not interested, then. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Are, are, I we, mean, are we done with Pony Friends? Yeah. All right, good, because I want to move on to uh, Shadowrun. For the 360 and so the you PC. you get all the games that people care about. Nobody cares about Shadowrun. Well, nobody people cares care about People care just as much friends. about Shadowrun as they do about Pony Friends. I, I guarantee you the first week sale of Pony Friends is better than the first week sales of Shadowrun. And Shadowrun okay. has two... It's got the 360 and the PS, the PC. Alright, fair enough. So, yeah, Shadowrun. Uh, we've all, all heard the whole $60 on the 360, $50 on the PC... Nobody knows why. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's the first game that's going to allow you to play 360 versus uh, PC users, and nobody cares about that either. Uh, if you're familiar with the Shadowrun f series, you know that they, they've changed this up from being an RPG game like it was on the uh, Super Nintendo and the Genesis, and now it's a first-person shooter that combines uh, magic and technology. Wasn't there another first-person shooter that we should all be playing this week? I, I think we already are, yes. Uh, <laughs> the geniuses at Microsoft decided to 
released Shadowrun during the Halo 3 beta. Um, yeah, good good thinking there, guys. Hmm. Um, and if that wasn't enough reason to not buy it, this is a multiplayer-only game, so people without Xbox Live automatically not going to buy it. People with Xbox Live playing the Halo 3 beta. I, I don't get it. It's $60. Uh, I really think this is the next Old Spice Rewards Challenge game. So uh, if you need something to sit on your shelf next to Fusion Frenzy, uh, there you go. Um, as far as deals go, both Amazon and Family Video have the 360 version for $55. And Circuit City is doing the, the Wednesday thing. But uh, like I said, this is a Microsoft published game, so it's going to be there by Wednesday. Um, and Best Buy has the PC version for $45. But this game's going to drop uh, insanely fast. It's going to be at the $30 mark, and they're going to be giving it away with 360s. Stores are going to be clearancing it out. Uh, this is just going to bomb. Uh, will I play it? I might play it eventually when it's down to the $20 mark. So you say that about a lot of games, and then they still don't make their way off the shelf because when it, once it gets down to the $20 mark, there's going to be some other new, better new game no, that's, that's going to be That's true. It's going to have to, by the time it's at $20, we're going to have uh, Bioshock and Darkness and Halo 3 and Mass Effect. And, right. See, I don't, I don't see that. No. Yeah. Good job, Microsoft. Um. All right, uh, next summer blockbuster, that's all you. Yeah, Surf's Up. You know, we're continuing the trend of putting out a game for every system known to man based on a movie, and Surf's Up is available on your PS3, your PS2, your PSP, the Xbox 360, the PC, the Wii, the GameCube, the DS, and the Game Boy Advance. So, uh, How do you think the Game Boy Advance version compares to the PS3 version? You think those are... <laughs> Um, I'm thinking the graphics are probably going to be the same, which right. is, you know, generally, eh. Um, the game is pretty much a combination of Sonic Rails and that wakeboarding game with Sean Murray that you played for a little while. I played it um, for about a week. It was yeah. It was okay. Yeah. You, it's, you just, you're not really surfing per, per se, you're, you're on like a track sort of thing. Similar to Sonic Rails, collecting coins. It's not a platformer, which most of these kids' movies games are. Um, you know, it's the Sony movie with the penguins. When penguins right, so it's the, as it says, surf up. And yes. wants to surf. And, you know, I'm sure that eventually when the movie's out on DVD, cheap will buy it and maybe watch it. But Well, I, I, this game's going to sell well. Yeah. Kids are going to... Well, it kind of has to. It's coming out for eight systems. Well, that's how all these blockbuster games are this summer. I mean, every yeah, but Shrek every week we've well. had uh, Shrek on the games. I think it'll sell fine. Kids, kids will see Shrek. Parents will see Shrek. They're going to buy the games. Same thing with this Surf's Up game. And then their kids aren't going to be able to play it because the camera but angle is going to be looking at. The, the odd thing is, there's there's no deals on this. It doesn't look like all the other big releases this summer: uh, Spider Man, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek. They've all had these huge sales when they come out, and this one does not appear to have any sales. But it is Ubisoft, so it should drop in price very fast. So there you go. Uh, the next game I had to talk about is <laughs> Tamagotchi Party On, which, 
you can pretty much take everything I said about Mario Party 8 and take out all the references to Mario and insert Tamagotchi characters, which I'm not really sure of any Tamagotchi characters because I never really got into any of these, these games. It's a, a mini-game compilation for the Wii. Awesome. It's The only thing cool about this game, which I like the art style. The Tamagotchi art style is pretty cool. It's kind of Hello Kitty looking. It's all pastels and... Uh, if you've bought the Tamagotchi games in the past, there's no virtual pets. So don't, if you're thinking that you're gonna, that's gonna be a bonus with this game, it's not. All the other games have, have offered some virtual play with so the characters. So this is just it's mini games. Strictly mini games. Um, it's really just down to which franchise you want to buy this week. If you want to buy Mario Party or if you want to buy Tamagotchi Party on. Um, that's a yeah. tough sell. The only thing that's different about this one is that in the mini games, as you win, you can level up your characters. Okay. So instead of starting every new game, you know, like if I really wanted to beat you at these mini games, I could play when I'm home by myself, level up my character, and then kick your ass in the end. But I'm be, not sure that that would be that very would, sad. <laughs> it would be very sad. I'd be sad if your Tamagotchi <laughs> had like a top hat or something. I came home and yeah, mind no, didn't have any clothes. I just had a naked <laughs> Tamagotchi that. Sucked. Yeah. So anyway, I yeah, it's it's a mini game compilation. There's gonna be a million mini game compilations for the Wii. Nintendo's gonna have to start coming out with some quality games other than mini game compilations, or else I'm gonna get very bored with the Wii very quickly. Because Paper Mario was disappointing. But we like so the we like the mini Nintendo. games in Paper Mario actually. Yeah, the we mini games that was some were the, the best part. part. Yeah, they had that shooting gallery and the little thing where you're catching the yeah. the food. I I'm just not I. They're going to be comping out with the mini games, so I don't know. Yeah, it, they're getting new. They're going to get some games this fall. Um, well, on to the next release then. Yeah, Monster Madness. The demo's out for on um, 360, which I played. It was not as hard as everyone says it was. It was slightly monotonous. It's a button masher melee. It's. Zombies are taking over suburbia. Right, that's the name. Right. Um, it's madness. Yeah, there's madness. M- much madness ensues. You have to run around and kill the zombies. The only thing that I liked about this game, which I haven't really played another game that offered this, is that depending on the character you're using, some characters like some weapons better than others. So Right, it gives the whole thumbs up or thumbs down. Whether with the weapons. Whether or not your character likes that weapon or not. So if you're using a weapon that your character really likes, you'll have better uh, like super attacks. So when you build up your power and you do your power attack, if it's a weapon that, that your character likes, it'll be better than if you're using a weapon that your character doesn't like. So I was playing with the cheerleader character. She really didn't like that I was using a lead pipe. Um, so she wasn't very good with it, but when you got out the guns that she didn't really have to do much with, she, she was pretty good, so. It was... And this offers four-player support? Yeah. It's got the four, um, the four-player support, and it's also got the really cartoonish graphics, which I like. Some people don't. Alright, it looked a lot like Hunter the, the Reckoning, but... But cartoonish. Okay. And there was no giant teddy bear that... That ended my game. Yeah, it killed us over and over again. So, God, you know, I don't know. There's five levels. There, It's suburbia, so one's going to be within a house, one's in the school gym or in school, and uh, one's in the mall. Yeah. I, so, it, I mean, it, it'll be a pretty predictable game. I, it's, I wouldn't write it off, because I think it'd be a good 
game to purchase once the price goes down. It'll be entertaining. Yeah, honestly, I think we don't think this game sucks as bad as everybody else thinks it sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe but that's... we're still not buying it for $60. No. This is definitely overpriced for, for what we're getting. And this isn't going to sell well at all. Yeah. So, there you go. All right, I think uh, that brings us to our last uh, retail game of the week. Uh, Tank Beat for the DS. Um, there's not too much information out there on this one. You saved the best for last year, didn't you? Yes. I was hoping this was going to be a puzzle game or a music game or... You were going for the beat part, meaning yes. beat as in a musical beat, not beat as in, like, I'm going to beat you down. With my tank. With my tank. Yes, this Which is... is what it is. It's a, it's a tank game. Right. This is a tank game. Tank uh, games never really do well. Uh, combat did is... pretty well on the Atari. <laughs> so save the um, late 80s, 90s, and now the, the 2000s. Tank games don't haven't really done well. They don't do much for me, now. That's like 20-something years ago, that, that combat. It was a good game. The tank beat is not? Uh, I can't say that it's not a good game. Because you haven't really played it. Right. There's and not much information now, which is yeah, never good. There's, you control your tank on the bottom screen by dragging your stylus, and that tells your tank where to go. So it's going to be super fast, right? I mean, tanks usually uh, are not known for speed, which is part of why I, I hate them. Yeah, I I don't know much about the speed on it. I know that it, it has four-player Wi-Fi, so you could blow up your friends if you feel like doing the whole friend code thing. Do you think people will have four, three friends who buy I can't imagine people have three friends who buy this game. <laughs> I don't think game. you have three friends that will buy this game. No, well, I'm not buying this game. Uh, I don't know. It's... It's what it is. I think the last tank game I liked actually was Salt Rigs for the PlayStation One. Oh yeah, that's another the whole tank entering game. arena yeah. game. <laughs> that that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, it's it's thirty dollars. There's no real deals on it. Um, Whippy. Uh, okay, uh, I guess we're on to on the DL. Oh, the downloadable games. Yes. Which I played. Um, you played... Kid Chameleon. Yes, for the Genesis. Coming yeah. out for the Wii. Um, What'd you think? It, it's a, So it's a platformer, um, as you can probably guess by the name. And the chameleon part comes into that this kid gets locked inside a video game, but he can transform into different kind of like uniforms. Like there's a, there's a ninja uniform that he puts on, and there's, I don't know, some other little... Guy that can climb walls, kind of uniform. I, I don't know. It, it's, you're back to having two buttons, which always bothers me. You can jump, and then with some characters you have a weapon. Some characters you don't have a weapon, and you're stuck with jumping on the bad guys' heads. Um, I it was it was it it, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's a Genesis platform. Right. I don't know. It's eight you, bucks. What, if you bucks? know the if you know the franchise, you don't need me to tell you about it. And those are the people that are going to be buying it. I don't know I mean, if it is a franchise. I don't know if there was a kid coming okay. into. Well, it. if you know the game, right? If you played the game and you're looking for some nostalgia. Now, so eight dollars. Do you think that's a good deal? I would only pay eight dollars for that game if I was going to get achievements. Okay, good point. And there are no achievements on now, the Wii, so well, all I, these old games. What would I tell you if they're? I'm holding in my hand right now Sega Genesis, Genesis Collection for Which the PlayStation Two. That's a twenty dollar game. And, and with it, I got Golden Axe, Shadow Dancer, Virtua Fighter Two, Comic Zone, Columns, which I definitely play. I mean, I played that game on mm -hmm. my PC a bunch. 
Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, which right there is worth 20 bucks. Echo the Dolphin, not worth the 20 bucks, but I did play it. And Ristar. So, oh, oh and, and all also, these other. There's 28 games on this. Yeah. Kid including Chameleon, Kid Chameleon. Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. Um, what are they thinking? I don't know. Eight bucks, really? Yes. When you could buy that and so much more for 20 on your PS2. Which... Nobody can see you modeling that. <laughs> very, very nice job yeah. modeling that game. Um, QVC quality right there. Uh, on these, the thing about these old games is that you could buy it on whatever system you wanted and the graphics will be the same. No one's going back and, you know, enhancing and making these graphics any better than they were. Well, on the 360 they are. A lot of the 360 games, they come out with enhanced graphics, but the enhanced graphics but are not, not very Wii. good. No, the Wii right now is strictly... Which is what this is coming out on, right? Yes, yeah, so it's strictly ports. So, so don't buy it. Okay. And also on the Wii is the RPG. Unless you don't have a PS2. Or a PSP. That came out for the PSP Or a PSP. Well. If all you have is the Wii and you really love this game, then you should buy it. That is what I have to say. I'm still not buying it for $8. No, because all you have is the not the Wii and we have this great PS2 version. You're not following logic here, sweetie. Okay. Yeah. All right. JJ and Jeff. Which... JJ and Jeff... It's not a rapping game, which I thought it should be. Yes. Uh, apparently, uh, as for all TurboGrafx-16 games, uh, quick trip to, trip to Wikipedia tells me that this is a platforming-type game that is based off the show that inspired uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, but it's a Japanese game, right? Well, it was based off the Japanese show that inspired. Okay, so... But I'm sure, yes, it's a Japanese game to begin with, I'm sure. Okay. But, I but don't it's know. A so, it's a it's game. It's a game based off America's Funny, Funniest Home Videos. I... Well, uh, loosely, yes, I guess. Huh. Off of, yes. How did this get by us? When it... Well, we never owned a Tur- TurboGrafx-16. Oh. Which is why the TurboGrafx-16 games at $6 seem like a, a much better deal, even on something that... It's America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Because nobody's actually played these games before. Right. So, I don't know. that could be check, interesting. Check, check it, it out, out, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Somebody uh, will post something. Somebody has played Also, it. for probably the biggest release on the on the Wii... Oh, definitely the biggest release on the Wii uh, Virtual Console this week is ActRaiser for the Super Nintendo. Um, this is an RPG uh, action strategy type stuff. Uh, I never actually played these, but I know that they're highly regarded. So and this would be a game that now you, for eight bucks, you would go back and play. Probably, but I think I do have. I either have Actraiser one or two in cart form that I picked up for the like five dollars at some point. At uh-huh, because we don't have an crazy. SNES hooked up, and no, we do have an SNES hooked up because hmm. we were playing Secret of Mana. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, ActRaiser eight dollars probably uh, one of the better games on the Virtua Console. Um, and for the three hundred and sixty, it looks like Mad Tracks is the game this week. Um, as as far as at the time of this recording, at least it looks like Mad Tracks is coming out. Uh, this is kind of like an updated Revolt, where you're driving the toy cars around the the house or the the small environments. It's the you're a small car in a big environment type of thing. And uh it looks like this is ten dollars. It actually looks 
Looks like it's going to be pretty fun. A lot of multi, multiplayer stuff. Uh, they have actually already announced some download content where you can buy some new cars for either 100 or 150 points, uh, which is kind of surprising that they're, they're announcing downloaded content for this even before uh, in pricing, even before the game is out. But uh, it looks like something I might pick up for $10. I got to see uh, see what the early reactions to it are and see if. Uh, my friends pick it up, that type of stuff. But I think that pretty much uh, brings us to the end here. So not a stellar week for releases, but there's some stuff of interest. There's some bigger name titles. Anytime you have a Mario game coming out, it's at least worth looking into. Yeah, there, there's some... Uh, well, Mario and Forza yeah. are, are pretty big releases. Um, and that I think those are going to be the big sellers this week. And... I guess uh, check us out on the Cheap Ass Gamer forums. Uh, the CAG 4Play thread is uh, posted each week on Tuesday um, in the gaming industry news. And uh, the, forum. The, the cast version was just to kind of give people a little more in depth. We do research the games every week and we end up talking about them, so we might as well. Uh, yeah, talk about them into the computer. Talk about them into the computer. So. All right, well. Uh, don't dig us or do any MySpace stuff because that doesn't exist. But you can <laughs> dig on the normal CADcast and vote for them and check them out. And I'm sure they'll go into more depth and talk about some of these releases uh, when the full version of the CADcast comes out later this week. Bye.